0: Today, I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we
1: want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons
2: of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian
0: masculinity.
2: If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you.
0: I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training.
2: A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined. is not a
0: man. You guys have up your game. You know
2: what guys, I got to say I I love this the concept of man show. Warning. The Catholic man
1: show is about to begin. <laughs> Welcome to the Catholic Man Show, uh, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David Niles. Juan is, wow, that, that it
0: that ended, ended ab- abruptly.
1: Abruptly, yes. It no, did I not fade that. out. Uh, Juan is on the buttons this evening. Uh, L producer Juan.
0: That was my fault.
2: He's a, right. I think Juan's a little strong on the fader today. Hmm, I going? usually no.
0: I I usually fade by hand every time, and now I didn't. So so,
2: that's okay. Who knew?
1: It's all right. Jim, it's good to have you here. It's good to see you. Hey, Jim. Jim. Jim had a chance to hang out with his whole family over the weekend. Over the yeah. weekend. If you follow him on Facebook, uh, you, you get to see all, all of the grandkids. It was as a granddad. Is that like the best, to just have all of your grandkids together going crazy in the living room?
2: It was fantastic. Yeah,
1: it had to be fantastic.
2: When I get there, I'm going to be totally an instigator. I'm going to be like, oh, you think you're being crazy now? Let's be crazier! Ah!" So you an enabler. I'm going to be an enabler instigator. Ooh. Two words I would not put together. It's going to be me. It's going to be crazy. That'd be awesome. Yeah.
1: Hey, so... This evening we're gonna drink an Irish whiskey. We have not had an Irish whiskey in a long time. To my fel- to my Dominicans in Ireland, I apologize for not promoting. Yeah, uh, I like more Irish whiskey Irish just whiskey. as a
2: category. I do.
1: Yeah, it's a, you know, they they call it just malt over there. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Um, but this is a never been very unique been bottle of whiskey. I think. Because I
2: like it that it's—I don't know if you can see it on the camera—but it's like, it's, waterf- it's textured right it's here. W- yeah, it's, it's kind of cool.
1: Uh, Waterford, Irish single malt whiskey, and the single
2: farm origin.
1: Yeah, the very interesting. So thing all about the it, all, all like
2: all the barley, or it all comes from one farm. I believe so. Yes, it's
1: very interesting because on the box, it has a a code that you can you can go and put on their website. Yeah, uh, WaterfordWhiskey.com and it gives you the whole like origin of the bottle of whiskey from like when the barley was planted to when it was harvested to when it was like they've have the whole it all all of it documented the whole story of this bottle of whiskey is documented That's this cool. is one of 13,000 bottles they only made 13,000 of these
2: okay which i don't know it seems like a big number but you know you got to spread it out all over the world All over the so. world uh, so,
1: there the head distiller's tasting notes. You ready? I'm ready. Appearance: deep gold with oils that remind me of rolling hill hills. I
2: don't know, would you say this is a deep gold color? To me, it's more of a pale. I would call it more of a pale color than a deep color.
1: Wouldn't yeah, wouldn't you? I think I would. Okay. Um, the nose it says: multi raisin, orange, chocolate. Black peppercorns, citrus fruits, red currants, like eating a light cinnamon porridge while sitting in a worn leather chair. That's the nose. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> <laughs> the taste says it's a spice rack bomb. A spice rack bomb. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, oh, it
2: does have a lot of spices to it.
1: Green apple, lemon sherbet, licorice, grapefruit, dark chili chocolate. Popping
2: candy. It's like Red Hots. Like it's a very, Pop, very the
1: popping candy is maybe like the very uh-huh.
2: cinnamony right off the bat. Have the the
1: finish is warm clove that tingles in on your tongue when becoming mouthwatering. Wow, that's
2: really good. Really, it's very good. We're
1: on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Cheers, Jim. Yeah. So this is a nice bottle of whiskey. So this is a uh, about a ninety dollar bottle of whiskey. Okay. But there's not a whole lot of Irish whiskeys that are mainstream that I feel comfortable with buying, like a hundred dollar, like Redbreast maybe. Right. Yeah, Redbreast like, is good. But like, I don't want to buy a hundred dollar Jameson bottle. I don't no. want to buy a hundred dollar. I mean, I like, I like Jameson. Yeah, me too. But, but I don't want to buy a hundred dollar Jameson
2: bottle. I don't want to buy a hundred dollar no. Mordue bottle. I don't want to buy a hundred dollar no. Powers. I mean, th- bottle. That's one of the things I like about the Irish Irish whiskeys is that they tend to be lower price, you know, and uh, and good. You know, it's not like if you have you have some Irish whiskey in your liquor cabinet, it's not going to be, oh, you know, you got to try this. But it is a very nice uh, nose. Well, you should taste it like a lot of spices right off the bat. Like it is kind of a, a spice rack bomb. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is kind of a spice rack bomb. Mm. Uh, it kind of reminded me of. Uh, wow. Nutmeg, cloves. clove. Of like Krupnik. You know how you like when you took... when yeah. the Krupnik, you, wow, you get hit with all these dark, spices. You do
1: get the like the dark chocolate and orange yeah, combo. Uh-huh. And and it, clove. And it yeah. does? And the clove yeah.
2: Uh, I disagree with him on the color, but the I rest do. the rest of it I think was like no, yeah, really, really you know, a lot of times you read tasting notes and you think, Yeah, whatever. You're just like That is creative
0: writing. Exa- one exa- you know. Exactly.
2: But honestly, I feel like that one was pretty honest. That was pretty good. I, lo- think,
0: I think the color is on on spot because gold is not very uh, dark. If you look at gold, I
2: don't know. Uh, so I think it's so when I think of deep colors, I think of like darker colors. Yeah, know? but it's is gold? I know. Also, the bottle it doesn't
1: have a cork. It's not a cork. It's like glass. It's
2: glass with with, with a rubber, a little, like like a rubbery seal around it.
1: Yeah, which is very interesting.
2: Yeah. I think cork is actually pretty expensive. Yes, I think so, too. I like too. to use real cork. That's why people are moving away from it. Big big fan of this. I am, too. I'm just, I'm big really fan. Really My favorite
0: Highland. Uh, My favorite Highland. This is Irish. It's Irish. Irish. Sorry. Yeah.
2: yeah. My favorite yeah. Irish. What, is Waterford single, uh, Irish single malt whiskey. Very good. I recommend. Yeah. And, like, you're paying $90, so, you you know, it's more, but you're definitely getting more this is an interesting flavor. Uh, there's a lot of complexity. Mm-hmm. You could definitely give this to somebody who is, uh, you know, a, a big whiskey drinker, and they're going to really like it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, I'm not familiar with also, it, so they might not be familiar with it either. You know. Also, uh,
1: an elementary whiskey drinker would still yeah. very much like it. It's not, you know, Al- Pete... Although I'm
2: not, I'm not going to give them a $90 bottle of whiskey, probably. You know? I probably wouldn't either.
1: I maybe give them a sip, but, yeah. you know... If they've just started drinking whiskey, they drink a very heavy peated scotch. They're not going to probably like it. Yeah. So That's
2: what happened with me anyway.
1: Yeah. So that's pretty good. I dig. I also dig. Uh, So we're going to talk about uh, love languages this evening, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to piggyback basically off of our last yeah, discussion you know, for temperaments. We did the
2: temperaments yesterday, and I mentioned or the love languages. I said, did I say yesterday? hmm Well, it was only a couple days ago. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and I we we I kind of mentioned the love languages at the end of the episode, and I said, you know what, let's just go ahead and do it. Um, and I'm gonna try to connect them today. Uh, to connect the temperaments to to the love languages in a very scientific way. Um, actually, couldn't find any. Are you not following the science? You're not gonna follow the Uh, science. This is more of an art form. This is more of an art. Okay. Uh, I tried to find somebody who had done this already. I found somebody who took the five love, love languages and uh, said if different Myers-Briggs things, you know, oh, if you, this is your Myers-Briggs, you're likely to have these love languages. Mm-hmm. The thing is, there might not be a correlation at all, but we're going to talk about it.
1: Cool. That'll be fun.
2: Yeah. So you went, uh, you went down out to the sticks this weekend. How I was did. that?
1: It was good. It was really good. You know, the um, uh, black powder starts next week. Yeah. Uh, here, here in Oklahoma. And so I'm. Do you, I, do I you just. You, you,
2: you black powder hunt, don't you? You have in the past. Muzzle load, yes, yeah. Do you borrow? Do you not have a muzzle loader? I do, I do not have a muzzle loader.
1: I, I, I probably will buy one here pretty soon. They're pretty cheap. Really? Yeah, you know, two dollars $300. Mm-hmm. You can get a, a decent muzzle loader. Um, I, the only reason why I haven't is just because you put, you know, then you gotta buy the optics for it. The optics is gonna be. Two two times
2: the amount of your muzzleloader, most likely. I mean, well, that's the case, you know, almost always. Yeah. So I just haven't done it yet. expensive. But thing.
1: yeah, I'm really excited just to get. I, I was like walking the uh, the trails uh, this weekend, and you know, you just get the feeling. I walked right up. I was probably uh, fifteen, maybe ten yards. Just walked right up on a couple doe. Hmm. They didn't. I heard, I heard, you know, I was walking down the trail, heard a couple of them blowing at me, and so I knew there were there was a lot of, there was movement around here, so like, and I just Did you walked. try to grab one? No, I tried to actually jump on its back. Yeah. And hold on to it, but I, um, I didn't quite I mean, I... get there.
2: Yeah. But, I but mean... so I'm just
1: really excited just to get out and, and just get out into the wilderness. I, I gotta tell you, I haven't had very many things that recharge my batteries and like just kind of. A, a hard reset for me than just being out in the woods. Nice. Um, so I'm really excited about getting out there and hopefully, hopefully uh, getting a nice buck. I'm gonna fill my freezer up uh, this year with the meat prices the way they're they're Definitely. going. Uh, maybe getting worse. Who knows? I know. So I'm gonna max out uh, my tags this year. Doesn't matter. Dough. No, I don't care. Like I just I I want the meat. So that's the plan. Sweet. We'll be right back. I'm also buying a. This segment of the Catholic Man Show is brought to you by the Catholic Woodworker, Jonathan Conrad, focuses on equipping families for battle in the modern world.
2: We're very excited that the Catholic Woodworker sponsors our show. Everything that they put out is top notch, it's heirloom quality, it's handmade whether it's home altars, crucifixes, or rosaries. They're actually now the producer of the official rosary of the Catholic Man Show. So go check it out.
1: Yeah, if you use TCMS for the Catholic Man Show as a promo code, you get 10% off all of your purchases. let him know that we sent you. He'll continue supporting the show. Go support Jonathan at thecatholicwoodworker.com.
2: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan, we are drinking a just a lovely, lovely Irish whiskey, Waterford Irish Single Malt Whiskey. Uh, highly recommend. This is uh, 100 proof, 50, 50% alcohol. Did you say that? I did not. Yeah. It's easy drinking for being 50%. You're right. Uh, so we're, we we mentioned already, we're going to be talking about the love languages today. Uh so our man gear for today is a bouquet of flowers obvious connection there between if you don't if you don't see the obvious connection, you will stick around uh Adam, when was the last time you bought a bouquet of flowers for your wife?
1: I bought a bouquet of flowers for my wife and a bouquet of flowers for your wife
2: yeah, uh like three weeks ago. I was gonna say you have bought my wife flowers more recently than I have, yeah, that is true, but uh,
1: I don't know, three or four weeks ago?
2: When was
1: that? Um, Yeah. Ish.
2: It was after the camp out, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Three weeks ago? Something like that. Two weeks
2: ago? I don't know, dude. Yeah, I know. I don't even care. I I don't even care about keeping up with time anymore. You know, it's like, yeah, that was a thing that happened. Yes. It happened. Okay. Uh, So that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't know about buying flowers for your wife, you're doing it wrong. Well some some wives don't care. Some about. wives care more than others, mm-hmm. but I think in general women like to be given flowers. There's kind of like a I think even in America young girls are trained sort of kind of taught that oh this is a nice thing. And so even if she says she doesn't like it, you should still get them uh-huh. and just see see what happens. I agree. Even women who say they don't like getting flowers still like getting flowers. I mean, really and this is uh, this is some advice I heard a long time ago, and I think we've we've mentioned it on the phone, but like on the it, phone, on the phone. I did say that on the phone, but I meant on the episode, on the show, on the show. Thank you. You're welcome, man. I'm here for you. <laughs> I, look, I might need I might need some help today. I'm not sure. Uh, is that if you're in a situation, and there's a lot of people in a situation like this where you and your your spouse are struggling, you know, going through a rough patch, yeah. Uh, it happens to people. It happens to good couples. Happens, you know, to a lot of just just because you're a good, have a good relationship, holy marriage doesn't mean you won't have a rough patch. You sure. know, uh, buy your wife flowers every day. I mean, like there are some people who they think, oh, I'm on the verge of maybe getting divorced. Like we might be heading that way. Well, every day you're gonna buy your wife flowers and you're gonna bring them home. You don't have to like say anything about it. Just every single day. You're going to do the things that if she doesn't know that you love her, you're just going to do the things that say I love you anyway. Even if you don't feel like you love her, Mm -hmm. you're going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Every day. Doesn't have to be expensive flowers. No, and like Walmart has uh, some of the the best, the longest lasting flowers I've ever bought. Do you know why? They dye their flowers. Yeah. They do. So like sometimes you see them and you're like, wow. That is a vibrant color, purple. That's incredible. And then, uh, you know, you have them in water for like twenty four hours, and then the water turns purple. Mm-hmm. You know, that's because the dye. But they,
1: but they, you know, some of them you can get. They look for good
2: still. Five dollars. Yeah. Eight dollars. Yeah, I found grocery stores. I mean, obviously, grocery stores are gonna have cheaper flowers than a flower store. Mm-hmm. Um, flowers. Speaking of things that are going up in price, flowers have gone way up in price. <sighs> I mean, Like. Uh, whole, the wholesale flower prices have gone up by like twenty twenty percent.
1: I mean, it's it's crazy how much money you got to spend just on something that's
2: gonna die. I know, and you even got to buy him flowers. <laughs> Good luck with that, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the guy's name? Sneed. Josh Sneed. Josh yeah. Sneed.
2: Yeah, that was a. It's a good, it's a good, it's a, it's a good joke. Went to Amish country, did not care for it. You know what it was? The people. <laughs> 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 I understand you're friends with them. I did not care for them.
1: <laughs> Again, a joke from the, super funny. Yeah. Also on, uh, what is that? Video Angel or
2: whatever. So it's, Angel. A clean, yeah, it's, it's a clean, it's a clean comedy. Of dry bar comedy series. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, uh, Okay, so, so so flowers, you yes. know, um, there's a lot of different reasons to buy flowers. I also have tried to establish a tradition with uh, not a whole lot of success uh, because I forget to keep doing it sometimes. Uh, on my daughter's feast day, to go get him a rose or something, just like one nice flower. Sure, I've done it sometimes, and I've forgotten to do it sometimes. Uh, you know, I'm a sinner. Luke's feast day is tomorrow. I'm an imperfect man. Is he? Yeah, Luke's feast day tomorrow. Is it? Yeah, St. Luke. I wouldn't necessarily say that you have to go get him a flower. No, I'm not going to get him a flower. Maybe Haley could do it. It would be be cooler if it came from... uh, Honestly, as I've become a father and I think as uh, Pamela has done more flower gardens around the house, I have really come to appreciate and like flowers. I love having flowers in the house. Like, it's just...
1: Elizabeth brought me over flowers while I, when oh, yeah. I had COVID. She did. Yeah.
2: So we, we plant a lot of zinnias. So here's... You know what? Here's a good a good thing to do in the summer if you're worried about, like, oh, buying flowers because even cheap flowers, if you do it frequently, it still, you know, can add up. Uh, zinnias, if you plant them, if you plant zinnias, they, they're prolific. They grow a lot of flowers all summer long. So it's not like they bloom and then and then then stop right also they make excellent cut flowers because when they die they just kind of like die in place and they just like stand there they don't fall over and wilt you know uh, like roses the petals fall off they get like all gross looking and slimy Mm -hmm. zinnias don't do that they just kind of slowly fade in color, but you don't even notice it until you bring in fresh zinnias and you put them in and you say, oh, those are old zinnias. So they're really awesome. Uh, so next summer, plant some and you can have fresh cut flowers for your house. You can uh, give them away because really they, they grow a lot and they're very beautiful. Uh, they grow a, a nice variety of different flowers. So. Um, That's just one example Zinnias And you can do it yourself Totally Almost free You know Basically Spend like $4 on Some seeds And You're good to go Nice And then you can save some Of the flowers For The seeds for next year And They'll grow up Volunteer So anyway Flowers Is a man gear Like men Need to know how to wield a flower I think Because When wielded properly Can be a very effective tool as a way of saying, I love you. As a way of saying, I'm sorry. As a way of saying, I would like to love you. Yep. As a way of saying, I will miss you. You know, like, mm-hmm. flowers really, uh, they're there. A kind gambit. of, gambit. Kind of beginning to end, you know. you have, A gambit of emotions and, yeah. and situations. They're, they're appropriate for a birth. They're appropriate for a death. They're appropriate for the goods and bads in between. So, it's... The thing is, if you're like me, sometimes you realize a little too late, oh, flowers. Should have done that. Would have been really good right now. Mm -hmm. So you need kind of a plan, like a place. You know, like, oh, I know, I can go to... Like here in town, I think Reeser's has some good flowers. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Sam's has good flowers. I don't know about Costco, but I think for our wedding... We got all of our flowers from Sam's. Hmm. We did too. Juan did too. Juan did as well, yeah. Lady Haley
1: really likes flowers. Yeah. She is a big flower person.
2: I think really most girls are, even the ones that say they're not. I really think that they still
0: are. So in Venezuela, the danger of getting flowers for your wife just because is that they think that there's like a, a motive. It's like... There's His no, conscience yeah. must be eating him up because he thinks that he did something. One, I think mm-hmm. I don't. They I, don't will... I don't
2: think that's just Venezuela. I think that's <laughs>
0: okay. It's
2: well. a human condition right there. Maybe. Yeah. Depends. It depends. It started in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. <laughs> Adam like grabbed a couple flowers. Mm-hmm. The apple. Walking
1: were... over there to Eve as she was talking to the serpent, and realized that he had messed
2: up. Yeah. That's when. Maybe. Maybe think i think that was biblical did you know the word for apple in latin is mal? it's the same as evil evil and apple same word same same in latin but it you know doesn't keep the doctor away that is a total lie isn't it it is like you cannot eat an apple a day and expect not to like it it that will not inoculate you from the doctor's office. And
1: out of all of the fruit, I'd, I like—is—is an apple really the most nutritious? Like, I don't know. Is that the one we're gonna pick? I don't like, know. I feel like oranges would be more. Right, like that's vitamin what I'm saying. C. More vitamin C. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of like kiwi. Apparently, blueberries is it yeah. like a brain food? I think, I think
2: kiwi's a superfood. Yeah, blueberries might be. I w- I want to know what a superfood is. What does that mean? Like, it means it's. I know what it means, okay. but it's like. A superfood st- like this is above food. This isn't a re- this isn't food. This is superfood. I think it's just like a weird. It's electrolytes. I think it's a, plants like it. It's yeah. It's got everything plants crave. Yeah. It's got what plants crave. <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny movie. Yeah. It's a funny inappropriate movie is what that is. But <sighs> there's a lot of. Movies so when's like the last time that. you bought your wife flowers? I was trying to think of that. I don't know. You don't know. Tomorrow, tomorrow.
1: <laughs> before this, when's this episode posting? Right, yeah. Before yeah, that, I'm she, definitely doing it then. Can we
2: tell? Is she watching live? Yeah. I'm not sure. Let's,
1: it'll be it'll be before this episode comes out. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, for sure. Actually, it was her idea. What was,
1: kind of flowers does she like?
2: Uh, she likes daisies. Okay. But she also likes the daisies kind, are
1: kind of tough to find. She sometimes. likes the
2: kind that I buy. She, just whatever whatever you buy. Yeah, yeah. There is a flower she doesn't like. Okay what's the one that smells like really fragrant and is orchids orchids
0: lilies lilies
2: i don't know i think she likes lilies you know what i'm gonna have to find out because don't get her those (laughs) if there's a flower your wife doesn't like don't buy those that's a little insulting that is a backfire
1: love languages what we're gonna talk about on the other side of this break we'll We'll be be right back we'll be back Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. We're sitting here drinking a little bit of Irish whiskey. Haven't had Irish whiskey in a while, but we're drinking it. I think that one of the reasons why it's so good is we're drinking it in a Catholic Man Show Karen glass. If you don't know what a Karen glass is, it is a whiskey glass designed by science to make the whiskey taste better. And then we add even more to the science by adding laser etched logo into the glencaran glass it's
2: the laser catholic. laser etched with lasers with
1: lasers and we actually give these away as a thank you gift to all of our ten dollar and up patrons so if you go to patreon.com slash the catholic man show support our show 100 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of the money that you donate goes back into the show dave and i don't take any of the uh, any of the cash and uh we just try to make the show better we try we try so anyway support the show if you if you feel called Oh, look at this oh yours isn't uh, you, you didn't
2: have one that one has that one has no now i'll bet your whiskey tastes terrible jim compared don't, to ours you did not even have a logo on yours
1: yeah it doesn't taste as good for you so, so mine, we're gonna talk about uh love languages we're gonna talk about I, love languages. can i ask a question like somebody may be thinking about like oh you're talking about love languages that's just not something that's important to me what,
2: what do you mean like french
1: yeah like this sounds Italian. A little, a little sissy. Is that a
2: love language? Is that the love language you're talking Latin about? It's like Latin? romantic love language, like yeah. the romance languages. Why do,
1: why do we need to even talk about German. it? German.
2: German is not a love language. I, like, it is not. In fact, I was counting in German with my kids today at dinner, and like, German is just so ridiculous. Like, when you get to 21, it's eins und zwanzig. That's how you say 21. Eins und zwanzig. Like, that's kind of a long... And then, so if you get, like, to 121, you say 120 and 1. And it gets to be super, super long. And if you write that out, it can Mm -hmm. take, like, a whole line on a piece of paper just to write one number. Very specific. But it's a, like, it's just not a pretty language. But those are not the languages that we're talking about today. Um, So, we're talking about the five love languages. These are words of affirmation. Okay. Acts of service. Okay. Uh, quality time, gift giving, and physical touch. Okay. Why,
1: why are these important?
2: So uh, these were developed. Especially for, for dudes. These were developed by a guy uh, named Dr. Gary Chapman. He um, spent years as a therapist, counselor. Not Kenda Tracy. I don't know. Okay. Cannot confirm or deny. Okay. Uh, and so he was kind of like reviewing his, at some point reviewing all of these cases he'd worked on, you know, couples therapy and realized that it was very common for him to get somebody in a, a couple in his office where one of the per, one of the people in the relationship says he doesn't love me. And the other person saying like, I don't love you. What do you mean I don't love you? Like I do like look at every all you know, like how can you say I don't love you, you know, and like here's why you should know that I love you. Here's a litany of things that I have done for you to show you that I love you. Like, and then like, you know, like just today, I, you know, like I unloaded the dish. I got up early to unload the dishwasher for you, you know, and uh, so he realized that some people, whether it's for, you know, for whatever reason, uh, just your personality type, uh, probably your family of origin has a lot to do with it. You know, how, how were you raised? How did you watch affection being given, you know, in your own family? Sure. That some people... Interpret thing, interpret love in different ways, and so that, the, and he broke them down into these five languages. That um, some people feel loved when somebody else gives them words of affirmation, where that might not be the thing that makes somebody else feel loved. For for somebody else, it might be um, acts of service, like oh, when you stop what you're doing to, uh, you know, take out the trash for me, or to uh, you. You you drove my car to fill it up with gas and brought it back, you know, before you before you went home, or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things make other people feel good. And another person, it might be giving giving them a gift. Um, that, that's something you're really good at. <laughs> if I can buy it, I can give it, but uh, it's not my strong suit. I do like getting gifts. I like getting. I like it when. I like to have friends who that's their love language. It's definitely Juan. Juan's love language. Yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Pamela and I, Lady Pamela, we do uh, the Catholic Engaged Encounter here for the in the diocese, and that's just one of the things that's on the weekend. You know, we take these couples, they're engaged, and that's... You're prepping them for marriage. It's for yeah. marriage prep. Marriage prep. Mm-hmm. Weekend. And so we go over these love languages, and the more we've done that, the more I've come to realize how really this is an important thing to know. Um, and it's Dr. Gary Chapman, he took this research that he'd been done. He put it out in a book in 1992. So it's not even that old. I mean, this is kind of like new official information, not that people didn't know this before, but he, I think took the time to really categorize it in a way that was never been done had not been formalized. Um, and one of the things that he he comments on is in the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 4. It's talking about, get the older women in the community together and have them teach the younger women how to love their husbands and their children. Okay. And, at, you know, at first you could say, oh, I could see, yeah, the older women are going to teach the younger women how to love their husbands. But and their children, you know, doesn't a mother know how to love her child? I mean, that's just kind of innate. When a, I mean, with, you know, obviously some exceptions, but for the most part, when a woman becomes a mother, she knows how to love that child. So it's, it's interesting that Paul would be saying to get the older women to teach these younger women how to love their husbands and even their children. Um, and it's just because... Not all people experience love in the same way. And so um, I want to go through these and I want to talk about them from a spousal relation, a spousal standpoint and a fatherhood standpoint. Okay. Uh, Because they're a little bit different and they're both important. Okay. Dig. So um, these are not in any specific order. These are just the order that I wrote them down in. Um, so we're gonna start off with acts of service. Um, this, I think many, I've heard many women, many mothers say, when they became a mom, acts of service became their new love language. Uh, and I think I think that's true for lady Pamela. i'm I'm not sure if you would say the same about Lady Haley, but you know when you've got all these kids running around, if your husband stops to unload the dishwasher or something, yeah he's like a you know you can be a hero for putting some spoons away mm-hmm. really pretty cheap uh it's not that that's pretty low cost for hero status um so some people this is this is what the thing is it's sort of like the four temperaments we talked about last week. everybody has a primary and usually a secondary mm-hmm. love language, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quiz you can go on to online quiz, you know, sort of like with the temperaments. Sure. Um, some of, some of the questions are a little difficult, you know, you got to make tough choices and it's like, I'm not sure which one of these I like more, but you know, it just gonna pick. Yeah. Just pick. And it's, you know, fairly good. Um, one way of knowing what is your primary love language is what is the, what is the way that you, what language do you speak? Like when you want to show somebody else that you love them, what do you do? How is it that you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, that is probably your primary love language, um, but not always, but not always. So, um, acts of service, it's really, really, really important to know what is your spouse's love language. Um, because if you are every day telling her, I love you, oh, you're so beautiful, you know, I just couldn't live without you, but, um, her love language is acts of service and quality time. Then she's not going to she might hear the words, but she's not going to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And that's what you, you want her to you want her to know it more than intellectually. Um Gary Chapman, he talks about everybody has a love tank. And you want you want to keep that tank full. Ew. Oh. Yeah. So, um for with acts of service, it, actions speak louder than words. Um and then what i what I did here is I uh I tried to go through the temperaments. I wanted to correlate the temperaments with the love languages. I couldn't find... I was hoping to find, like, Somebody else 500 has done blogs where they had already done this. You know, like, oh, choleric people tend to be... act, But I couldn't. In fact, I found zero. So uh, I put these together myself. Therefore, they have no scientific or research behind them. But it seems to me like choleric and phlegmatic people... Would be acts of service. Um, would would really prefer acts of service. Like a choleric person, they're a go getter. They want to get things done. You know, they want to like check off boxes. You know, so if you're helping them do that, seems like they would be down. They they would really like that. Um, and Adam, just if you have any stories you want to tell about any of these along the way, let me just invite you to jump in. Okay. Uh, the second one is words of affirmation. Um, I think this is one... I don't know if this is my primary love language, but um, this is definitely one of my...
1: When you say that, you mean like what you receive? This is what I like to receive. receive? Yeah, what I like to receive. I just want to make sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think I like to receive words of affirmation because for me, humility is just so easy. Mm -hmm. um, That It's it's, nice to be... It's not... Humility for me is not even very meritorious anymore because it's just so easy for me to be humble because... But it's nice for others to recognize. Well, so when people... Shower me with flowery compliments. It finally okay. It makes staying humble a little bit harder. And so finally, now I have a, a, now challenge. Have a, a challenge. Now I again. can actually like earn some grace. I see. You know, like because that's how you get to heaven. Because you know, you got to earn, earn it. Earn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, words of affirmation. Uh, just you know, it's it is what it says. When you encourage people and you tell them nice things, give them compliments. Uh, or just tell them that they're good at something, recognizing that they are good at something. We'll talk about this more on the other side of the break.
1: Dave, I think you're doing a great job thus far. Thank you. In the third segment, I thought you really did a great job
2: of understanding. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) I hate you, (laughs) Juan! Do you feel like God is calling you to go on a pilgrimage? Well, for the last thirty-four years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great, the best hotels. You're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So, for more information, go to their brand new website, SelectInternationalTours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to congratulate you for making it through the break. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about the five love languages. We talked about active service. We were talking about um, words of affirmation. It's not complicated. Like I said, it's when you just build people up. But once again, you need to know. It's good to know this, even about your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Just when you know, if you want to build fraternity, uh, it it applies the same. I think a
1: grateful man. Uh, I think words of affirmation come very easy for a man who's grateful.
2: I think you're right totally um
1: if you have if you if you're focused on all the blessings that you have in your life and uh all of the things that your friends do for you, your wife does for you, even your kids do yeah. for you, and you are uh aware of, of those situations and you acknowledge
2: them words of affirmation come very very easy in fact, it's just a part of who you are yeah, I agree with that. Because you cannot be grateful and selfish at the same time; mm-hmm. those are opposite fact, sides of the spectrum. a lot of times,
1: I, I when I have buddies who have said like, "Hey, I'm depressed," or I, you know, "I'm I'm down," or "I'm stressed." I said one of the things I, I tell them is like, "You should start thinking, uh, like, go out of your way to help other people." Mm-hmm. Because the the big, the, like, and just this is a pers- This is a anecdotal evidence. This is just for me personally. Like when I get too stressed or like starting to feel kind of down in the dumps, in order to get out of that. The quickest way for me to get out
2: of it is just to
1: start helping other people.
2: Yeah. And to count your blessings. I mean, right. it's hard to say say that to somebody who's depressed, you know, like, oh, well, you should be more thankful for this stuff, the goods, right. you know, but if you, if you tell them, if you, you help, turn yourself other people from inward, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like you're saying, oh, well, you're stupid for feeling depressed. Right. You know, because don't do that. If someone says, I'm just depressed and somebody else says, well, you should really be thankful and count your blessings. That doesn't go that doesn't help. <laughs> you know <laughs> that doesn't help that's not it's not but, gonna it's not gonna be interpreted well. but I think
1: that as you know as we continue growing in 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 virtue, as you continue uh, understanding all the many blessings and gifts that that, that the Lord has bestowed on you and yeah. your family, a word of af- affirmation should just be kind of a a second language.
2: so I think uh, people who would appreciate words of affirmation are the sanguine and the melancholic. Sanguine. I think, mel- I think melancholic, definitely. And the sanguine, you know, they're like the social butterfly. You know, very popular. Mm-hmm. They want you to. T- they want to hear like how great they are. And, mm-hmm. You know. So, mm-hmm. um, the third one is quality time. I think this is the worst one for people to have, uh, just because like it takes the most time. I can't just buy something for you. But this, you know? it, this is
1: like. Typically I think this would be children's love language.
2: Uh, yeah, it could be, you're right. I think and m- your love languages do change as we as I mentioned like I've had I a lot grow. of women tell me when I became a mom, my love language has changed. I didn't know you can became a mom. Well, they told me that. They said the, I had the women tell me in quotes, when I became a mom. Okay. Not when I became a mom. I know that was a little but confusing, was, but that's what they were saying. Okay. I was quoting them and you can quote me on the quote that I quoted to you. Okay. Um, but I think children yeah, uh, you're right. You know, I think love language for a child. They, is, definitely, they is certainly need time. that. You know, That's why get off your phone and be with your son and daughter. Uh-huh. And it's it's not. And really, all of these things do portray love to everybody, but it's not the way that is going to like fill up their love tank necessarily. Um, so for quality time, what does that mean? It doesn't actually mean like, oh, come sit with me for an hour. Like I just, no, it just means being
1: present. This is like this whole talk that we had last episode when I was telling you, like I was trying to be more present in things that I was doing Mm. and not uh, trying to multitask, uh, really striving to, to, to be the JP two. where when I sit down with you, you know, I'm not looking around for somebody else to talk to. I'm not interested in what my phone's happening. I'm not interested in what uh jim is doing over here in the corner of the Mm -hmm. room i'm i'm focused i am you can't handle
2: my level of presence yes yeah uh so the one like the key to quality time is eye contact Mm -hmm. so you need to be looking them in the eyes so no phone turn off the music you know they this is
1: something you also have to teach your children i didn't
2: realize i guess how you have to tell people like to look them look look somebody in the eye how that's not to a
1: natural I, I guess i mean obviously my my parents must have taught me but right i guess they just taught me for so long ago that i kind of forgot yeah dude i know that is weird that you actually have to be taught mm-hmm. this that it's not a natural instinct to look somebody in the eye yeah and i just i yeah. think i think i, I wonder if cell phones
2: like kids see people like not looking at each other anymore and so they also i don't know i don't know that's Uh, I think it's a very like something to be studied. I think it
1: is very important as a father to teach your children young that and this is something I'm currently working on. Right. I was working on it with Jude even today when Father Brooks, after mass, was talking to to Jude. Uh, He engaged him in the eyes and then like looked away and like was answering him looking away. And I had to, you know, no, no, no. Look him in the eyes as you're talking to Mm -hmm. him. And then at the end, I you know, after the conversation, I was telling Jude, like, hey Jude, listen, whenever you're talking to somebody, you need to make sure that you're looking them in the eyes, so mm-hmm. they know that you're responding to what they're saying.
2: And the, and also when they when they get in trouble, you know, yeah. when they're being yeah. when you're disciplining, 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 they shouldn't be looking away, you right. know, and they don't want to look at you, but that's you got. That's part of the medicine, mm-hmm. you know. You I think it's take, because kids like to
0: think what they're going to say next, and it's May- hard for them to think well, and maybe. look at them and understand there's the case with Santiago because I, I asked him why well, are you going know, to look him in the eyes to somebody and he said well I'm thinking what I'm going to tell them yeah that's and, pro-
2: that might be true but they need to learn to do it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. saying
0: that's why it's not natural to them
2: okay so I think that quality time not. is going to be like phlegmatic and melancholic people mm-hmm. um, the next one is physical touch
0: hold the- on before you move over fun fact Quality time is my love language. No, oh,
2: really. So your quality time gift giving. Which
0: I was gonna no like the one I like to receive.
2: Yeah. You don't like to receive gift giving.
0: Mm, it's kind of the same to me.
2: Hmm. Okay. Good to know.
0: And and, to, and for that, I would actually say that quality time is probably more sanguine because sanguines likes to yeah yeah like I, that's a good point spend time and hang out right so yeah.
2: I I agree with that. So then, physical touch. I think every husband hopes that's their love that that his wife has his wife's love love language language is physical physical touch. Yep, she just loves it when I when I touch her a lot. So pretty great marriage, you uh,
1: know. So let me let me tell you. Here's a story. You asked me to jump in. Yeah, please. Here's a story that really um, affected me uh, throughout my life, uh, and and something that made a a deep impression on me, uh, and something that I try to do as well that my father did that like it taught me and i and i didn't understand it as a kid growing up um but as i've gotten older i've realized the importance of it and it, what it, what it is is he at as he came home every single day from work mm-hmm. the very first thing he did when he walked through that front door was find my mom and give her a kiss mm-hmm. the first thing he did not put his at this time, men still carried briefcases. He didn't put his briefcase down. He did not, uh, you know, come and hug the kids. He did not go pour himself a drink. He did not do anything. But he went str- beelined it over to his to his wife and gave her a kiss. Mm-hmm. That says a lot, not only at, for the man, like not not only like setting presidents in the household, but but all. It, but, it says something to his wife. It says not only to her, but also to the to the to children. The children, yeah. Uh, and it, it is a, it was just a, a an understanding of of sh- sh- seeing mom and dad affectionately uh, showing their love for one another on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that I think is, is is very important to for your children to see uh, affectionate love in an ordered way, yeah. uh, to know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in this world that is that is showing other a, things, other things yeah, that, in, a, in a, dis, a very disordered way. Absolutely. And so it is good for your for you know for your uh, kids to see you holding your wife's hand. Mm-hmm. It is good for them to see you kissing her, right? Um, yeah, and showing your love
2: and mm-hmm. manifesting your love in a physical way to in her. And chaste and holy, o- open, yeah. open. You and, know, like you're not ashamed of loving your uh, wife, right? Yeah.
1: Um, And so that's something that I think my dad did a a phenomenal job. And I don't think it's very, I I think it's extremely intentional. I don't think it's very easy because there are days that that work is just not very fun. There's days that you are mentally just not there, but it sets the tone. I I have noticed that as...
2: It's meritorious when you do it anyway.
1: Right. And I've noticed that it also sets the tone. It it switches uh, into husband and dad mode from work mode it helps me oh yeah yeah yeah. switch to i am now physical
2: thing yeah put you in a new frame of mind so there's a story for you good story bro thank you i liked it um i don't think physical touch correlates to any of the temperaments it's all of them i think it's i think it like i don't know it just doesn't seem to like relate to any of them specifically it's kind of universal finally there is gift giving um get for people who like to receive This is their love language they like to receive. It doesn't matter if the gifts are expensive. It's more about the The thought, the intention. Right, exactly. Like, oh, you were thinking about me, and Mm -hmm. you, like, did something for me. You know, like, you did this, and then you gave it to me. Like, so, uh, and there's something very manly about speaking this love language, you know, and, like, bringing, giving gifts to your wife. As men, we are gift givers in our bodies, Mm -hmm. okay? So we are the keeper and the giver of the gift, um and so that's uh it's part of our vocation in a primal way in uh like in inescapable way we need to a be metaphysical way yes in a physical and a spiritual we need to be gift givers okay and so i i will just tell you that this i think is like a hack it's like a love hack whatever kind of hack you want to call it but if you don't know what your wife's love language is, you need to find out, and you need to make a habit, be a virtuous man, make a habit of speaking that language every single day. So you need to, like, add it to your thing. I prayed today, and I spoke my, life's, my wife's love language, because she needs to know that the, that she is loved, okay? Uh, and I, I think, you know, happy wife, happy life. A wife who feels loved is going to be a happy wife. So... Google it. Love language, five love language test, and figure it out for you and your kids. We're on the lo- Lord's team, the winning side. So is your glass. Cheers to Jesus. So, so wait. So, let's you- talk about kids a little bit too before we wrap okay. it up. Can Go ahead. You- no, after you. I was Go just
1: ahead. gonna ask. I can't remember you may have said this like what was what was lady Pamela's love language
2: um she is uh, acts of service and I'm not sure what her secondary one would be mm-hmm.
1: um these are the kind of things that you have to really stop and think about uh and reflect on I think on a regular basis like this this is kind of an almost like an examination of conscience like uh-huh. uh you're taking stock of how am I actually doing in life yeah like, the game of life. How am I doing? What's the most important thing? Okay. Am I praying? Am I? Do I have a relationship with our Lord? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I? Am I putting in the time needed to develop a relationship with our Lord? Yes. Okay. Hopefully, yes. Good. Okay. Now, what about the people
2: around me that mm-hmm. you know I love the most? The important people. The the, the people that uh, are part of your vocation.
1: Right. Uh, Start. You mean those wi- people first? Right. You know? You're what? Wi- you know, small to bit. You're micro right. to macro here. Yeah. So you're you know you're doing you, you, your wife, your children, your your very close friend, your are your your family, your uh, extended family, your very close your friends, your neighbors, yeah, your neighbors, your church family, mm-hmm. um, you yeah,
2: know. Yeah. But you know, like obviously, with something like this, it stops pretty quickly. Like you're not going to be able to keep track of your like people in your parish's love language. You know, I mean, no, there's uh, just it's just n- too much. No, but uh, but the people, like. I mean, the the people at in your parish—they don't need to feel love from you. You know, they need to feel a sense of community with you. Uh, They—they need. There are certainly things that they—you have a responsibility, and Mm -hmm. that they would you could say are a need that they have from you. But for the most part, those people don't need to feel loved from you because you're not the one responsible for whether or not they feel loved, right? Uh, If if they have if they have a spouse like that's their spouse's job probably it, when it comes to like this kind of stuff, I think. Okay. Um, but I agree, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. You know that, yeah, uh, solid subsidiarity, I mean, you know, yeah. you start with people I, closest and I, and to you. And I think
1: that's the, you know, that's the best way to, um, evangelize is, is sh- like ha- whatever you, you're good at showing your leveling, whether it's, uh, words of affirmation, whether it's just like reaching out, spending mm-hmm. quality time with somebody, um, you know, I, I, I'm, a pre, I'm pretty good most of the time of reaching out to people and communicating with them, even if I haven't talked to them in a long time. Yeah. Checking in on them. Hey, how are you doing? What are you up to? Uh, I try my best to still I'm, write letters. I'm not good at that. Uh, you know, once a month to people. I have terrible people, handwriting. Um, or send a text message to people that yeah. I haven't talked to in a while, reaching
2: out to them, let them know I'm thinking about them. There um, is an uh, element of evangelization here because your evangelization efforts will probably be much more fruitful with the people who they prefer to receive the love language that you speak.
1: Mm. That makes sense. You know,
2: like, Juan speaks the gift-giving love language. Well, he's probably going to be very effective, more effective, at evangelizing people who like to receive gifts, Mm -hmm. okay? Because Mm -hmm. he's going to be able to make them feel loved Loved. and cared for easier, right? Right. It's going to be more natural for him. So... Uh, it's something to be aware of. Not only what is it you like to receive, but how is it that you speak, and what, what language you like to speak. When you're, you know, that's not really what we were talking about today. But from an evangelization standpoint, that is going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just something to be aware of. Um, finally, I just want to talk about your kids. Kids? Yeah, let's do that. We talked about last week. You know, different kids, different temperaments. You have to adapt. And dis- discipline kids. Di- exactly. Discipline in different ways. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> Hold on. So before we switch to kids, we have a question from the audience.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Okay.
0: I like what it. What do you do when your wife says she has all five languages? I'm going to call her a liar.
2: Pit. I'm just kidding. Don't pick, do that. Pick the physical touch. Yeah, pick. exactly. Pick the ones. I guess it's <laughs> <laughs> dealer's choice. <laughs>
0: That was from Jacob Magnanault. Yeah, I mean, the thing is,
2: everybody does have all five love languages, but Dr. Gary Chapman, I believe, would disagree with her and say that you're going to have one primary one. You're going to have one that is more, more effective. Maybe I mean, like, I'm sure there could be exceptions to that. It's not like a law of physics. But maybe she has two. Some people, he does say, some people have two that are equal. And they don't really have a primary one and a secondary one. They just have these two that are kind of tied. Um, So with your kids, the temperaments, we kind of talked about how it affects discipline. Yes. I think the love language is kind of the opposite side of that spectrum. You know, you need to also make sure that your kids feel rewarded. And obviously they need to feel loved from their father. If, If your children are growing up and they don't feel like their father loves them, you know, like, there's going to be, a, like, a barrage of psychological uh, yeah, d- deep, defects deep, later deep in issues, life. Yeah. Deep
1: issues, They don't know how... Exactly. Uh, our, our father loves them.
2: Yeah, and not to mention, like, all the money they're going to spend on therapy as an adult. You know, it's just, it's going to be ridiculous, you know? And maybe, never mind. Yeah. So, um, it's very important that when you do that, you are, like, aware of what your child is... And, like... You probably don't have to work too hard to figure that
1: out. No, no, kids are very easy to figure this out, right? right? And let me tell you, if you're like, I no, you're wrong. That there are difficult. Start with quality time, and
2: then and then then talk to me later. Yeah, I mean, there's like little little cues, uh, like what one of my daughters, obviously quality time. She like just she that's what she really wants and she asks for like oh can I go on a walk with you like if you know mm-hmm. like she's the one who always like wants to do stuff with you mm-hmm. um, and my, another one of my daughters physical touch all the way she'll like tackle you um, you know like yes yeah, sn- oh like yeah she, she will just like cuddle all day if that's allowed you know um. is Bernadette's eating Bernadette's love language is not eating <laughs> her love language is not eating actually <laughs> today for dinner two bites <laughs> <laughs> not kidding the second bite I think was in her mouth for about 15 minutes <laughs> you're barely on the charts <laughs>
0: I pray for her more
2: Yeah. please do <laughs> and me and pray for me Uh, but you know so it's not hard well, I think once they hit about three years old that's you know, up until then, don't don't try to figure out what your one-year-old's love language is. It's, you know, it's probably food and tickling or something. I don't know. But once they're about three, that's when their personality starts to come out a little bit more. Um, and then you can start to kind of see what it is. You know, like, do your boys try to trip you when you walk through the room? Or do they, like... You know, like, say, oh, you old man, you know, like, are they trying to, like, play, you know, have fun in antagonizing you a little bit? You know, like, maybe it's, like, words of affirmation, you know, that they're mm-hmm. trying to, like, be playfully get out of you, or are they pushing you around, or, you know, you can figure it out. Um, but you really need to know that. Uh, just Dr. Gary Chapman, he got a lot of testimony about kids he's had in his office who he says my parents don't love me, they love my brother, they love my sister, but they don't love me. Is this? That's uh, he it, sounds exact. That is, I do an incredible Dr. Gary Chapman. Is this child Im- impression actually? Like a,
1: is this Barry White?
2: No, but Dr. Gary Chapman, I will just tell you, and I honestly, I do an incredible Dr. Gary Chapman. That when he talks, he sounds exactly like this. Okay. Now, they might love my brother, but they don't love me. I don't know where he's from. Wait, this sounds like, a, this, is like this is like a preacher he, man now. Well he kind of I think he's got a he's got a little bit of that in him. Okay. I don't know where he's from. Maybe one of the Carolinas. Uh <laughs> but he tells this story. It's like when I was a, when I was a boy, my mother, she always made me vacuum floors. And I said if there's one thing I'm never doing when I get out of here, I'm never gonna sweep floors. And now I'm married. And my wife, her love language is acts of service. And here I am, vacuuming floors. But I get all, but I get credit all the way for it. And, you know, he, anyway, he just, it's, he's pretty funny, like, especially the second time you watch his DVDs, <laughs> okay? It's sort of like Napoleon Dynamite. The first time you watch it, you're like, this is not funny. And then you watch it again, you're like, you know what? This is very funny. I like it. Uh, so he does have this book I brought uh, the five love languages of children and so in here he goes through it's it's a it's really a pretty good book he talks about how to discipline like what do you do if your child's love language is words of affirmation and you know how are they gonna take uh, you know discipline when you're being have to like correcting them verbally you know how does that affect them and as it paired, compared to other children and um so it's a good book, uh, especially for new new parents. I think uh, easy. It's not a hard read. Um, the five love languages. His other book is also good, but this is just something that I think like isn't necessarily uh, in innate. You know, you're not just gonna know this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if even Saint Paul was talking about it, you know that the older women should teach the younger women mm-hmm. how to love their children how to love their husbands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that we need to take seriously as vocations as husbands and fathers as brothers um, friends, sons we, we need to know these things that some people speak different languages like French and German is ugly so any other, uh, any other thoughts? I mean, obviously, what, what, what do you think you're like, what are your, what, what do you like to receive? Physical touch. Depends. Is it after 10 p.m.? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so, I, I it changes after dinner. It changes. After, I don't know. It depends. Did I eat something light? Uh, <laughs> something like soup? Um uh, does that matter? This no, is no, It's, it's, just a, it's just Michael Scott. You know. Oh, that's it. What do you have for dinner? Something light. Maybe soup. <laughs> He's talking about like having sex for the first time. With oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
2: I didn't remember that one. Okay. Yeah,
1: right. um, so I, yeah. So, I, but I also, th- I think um, all, uh, probably words of affirmation mm-hmm. would, would, would be one of my, like probably one of mine. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The thing about physical touch is that it's, it's like, easy with your wife, but it's like yeah. with everybody else. Yeah. What
1: uh, do you do? Well, so, with your kids, it's very easy, too, because <laughs> it's like snuggling, it, it, making sure that they, you know, they're receiving hugs from their fathers make sure, you know, making sure yeah. uh, those kind of things. That's easy. But like, yeah, I'm not going to go over there and.
2: Like, so there are I did find blogs about uh, how to speak the fit, the love language of physical touch in the workplace. I didn't read any of them because oh, that's okay. not what I was going to talk about. But it, but it is something that is being discussed on the internets and maybe i will go back and read them I because should it's like yeah these days you know these days it's gotten even everybody like very sensitive you know like the mm-hmm. lines have moved basically just don't touch anybody mm-hmm. in the workplace you know oh yeah that's a good it's just a rule of thumb i mean uh especially if it's a man and a woman like just no i don't
1: if, think especially i think i think just in
2: general well i mean you've got some buddies at the office you know like uh where you know yeah it's not yeah i i think you can like push it i mean you know what i'm saying like it's like oh don't make physical contact but if it's a woman in the office like that's probably just something you stay away from at all right aside from shaking hands you know
1: i think that you you know when uh both like you or one like reaches out and says like um hey can i help you with something or hey you you know, I know you're under a lot of stress. Like, just knowing that you, that, you know, whenever you guys reach out and, and offer help, most mm-hmm. of the time, you don't like, I don't end up taking it. I don't actually need the help. But, like, just yeah. the understanding of, you, you know, hey, I know that you're doing a lot right now. Um, I'm here. Can I help you in yeah. some way? That that typically it for me just says, hey, I'm thinking about you. Right. That typically to me is like, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, like, thank you for just recognizing what's going on. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah. That's typically mine, Mm -hmm.
1: I think. What about you?
2: I am... Words of affirmation. And I think physical touch. um, Do you think that's uh, with most men? I think physical touch tends to... I think men are drastically more likely to be physical touch. Mm -hmm. I don't know that for sure, but...
1: I feel like that if you took a poll... seems... I feel like... At least, if no. they were being honest, 70% of men. No.
0: I think that that depends on what type of language are you talking about. With your wife, yes. Yeah, that's were what gonna, we're talking about. No, but.
1: Uh, that's what, the, that's the situation we were just talking yeah,
0: about. Okay, but there's a lot of men that don't feel physical touch with everybody else. That is a good point. You know, like, there are people it that don't going, who, like to be touched. Sure. Except for their wives or their kids.
2: Yeah, that's true. But you know, your love language—it's not like, oh, I have a love language with my wife. I mean, your love language is what it is. You know, physical touch is different with your wife than it is with everybody else. But you know, like, if your words of affirmation—I I would hope—yeah, but if your word, if, if yours is words of affirmation, you like to be affirmed from your wife or from other people. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's your that's your love language. Physical touch might be. Somebody else's love language. And physical touch, it doesn't have to be, like, anything big. You know, it's not like you have to go around hugging everybody. But even just, like, a touch on the shoulder or um, a handshake. You know, con- congratulations. Right. Um, that Those kinds of things, you know, it, it obviously takes place within social, uh, you know, accepted norms. Um, that But still... Those kinds of things go a long way for those people. So I, but Juan, that is a good point, because when I'm sitting here thinking about what is my lo- what love language do I like to receive, I'm sitting here thinking about as a married man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that I would like it if like other people were touching me you know or you know well, like I think
1: I think you have different love languages but with once the, again but, people. I,
2: but I'm still doing it. I'm thinking about oh touching me as if like they're going to be they're going to be like rubbing my shoulder or something right the, the, obviously they wouldn't do that so I don't know I'm going to have to think about this again and take the test again cuz I took the test years ago and I don't remember what it said it was negative it was negative <laughs> <laughs> yeah indeed yeah you um don't have love in you yeah. <laughs> we found a black spot where your soul should be and
1: it's vacant. Mm-hmm. No, so I, but I do think that it's important to actually work on even the ones that don't come naturally to you. So there, there are ones for me that don't that don't come like. For I think for probably both of us, gift giving isn't a uh, a strong suit. Like yeah. I don't think either one of us are probably good at, at giving I'm gifts. Not good at that. Um, however, I try my best to work on that. Um, and be intentional about it knowing that i'm not good at it yeah so that the people who actually are the their love language is gift giving and that's what they you know that's to show like so that i can show those people that i actually do love them right. so like yeah if i'm not a good gift giver and one of my best friends is a the the love language is gift giving if i don't put thought and effort into the gifts that I give them and I'm not good you know, that could reflect on our relationship and them thinking that I don't actually care about them in when in reality I do. Yeah. So I think that as we go, I think it's important to make, to understand which ones are your weaknesses so that you can work on them. So that way you can uh, be a better husband you can be a better father but you can also be a better friend you can be a, a, a better evangelizer um you can go and make disciples easier like if you if you're better at at all all five love languages you're going to be able to evangelize right uh, like saint
2: paul said, i have become all things to all people to
1: all people right um so i think it's important uh to reflect on this i think that actually our last two episodes like th- th- like this, the, the the temperaments Mm-hmm. Bleeding into these five lo- love languages are really for me something that's probably be, will be impactful for, for my life moving yeah. forward because it is something that I've had to really step back and reevaluate on my like I, I like I know la- last episode I have really thought about last episode um, and understanding to make sure that I understand what I am, but also like evaluate like w- what's my wife? what are my children mm-hmm. uh, who are the you know the people that I I, I love the most uh, in my circle yeah you know I should think about like how to interact with them like how they receive my love yeah. you know um and how how to effectively do this
2: and I'm glad we're doing these back to back because the temperaments it's like oh here's your personality type mm-hmm. but then you also need to know how to you know in that personality type will tell you important things like what what might be their Key vices, you know, what are they? Yeah, what are they right. susceptible to with that type of personality? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, uh, a way to help avoid those vices is by that, especially for your kids, that they grow up knowing love, right? Mm-hmm. And so that they know they know what to to strive after as an adult. That mm-hmm. it's kind of ingrained into them. That I I did know real love as a as a child, so I know what it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not distracted by these fake folk. Yeah, yeah faux. Faux love, faux exactly. Uh, I realize that these are cheap and inadequate.
1: These bogus loves,
2: exactly. Um, but it just I cannot say it enough. Uh, and Dr. Gary Chapman, he does talk about, you know, like, well, what if, what if your spouse's love language is physical touch, and I'm just not a touchy person. In my family, we didn't, we just weren't touchy feely, and I'm not sure if I feel comfortable being all touchy. You know, and he he says like basically, it's not your love language; it's his, it's your spouse's love language, mm-hmm. and that's like that's what makes it an act of love. It's it's not about You're, you; yeah. it's about them, and right. you want them to feel loved. They will speak your love language to make you feel loved. Right. And when you start doing this back and forth, and uh, you make decisions, it's intentional decisions. Right. It, it it's does not feelings. It, it fuels itself. You know, right. like the more if your wife. If you get good at speaking her love language, she and she feels loved. I t- I, you know what? She's gonna get good at speaking yours because she's just gonna be. She's gonna be happy. She's gonna be proud of her husband. She's gonna wanna make. She's gonna wanna make her husband feel as great as she feels. You know, and um, this really is like a, a key to yeah. a happy marriage. Is well, yeah, we need to love each other, but what does that look like for my wife? Mm -hmm. What does it look like for, you know, my children? Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of people, they speak this love language, and that's just not what fills up the other person's tank. Mm -hmm. So write it down. Otherwise, you'll forget, probably, because that's what happens to me. I forget. It's like, what was it? I know we talked about this. So write it down, and then you can always refer back. Make a habit. Every day, you can't go to bed Unless you've done at least one thing to speak your your wife's love language. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers.